Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from God's holy, inspired, thank God, perfect word. I love the Bible, don't you? Thank God for his word. I don't know where I'd be without the Bible. Well, I guess I do. I'd be lost and on my way to hell. But thank God faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And one day I got under the preaching of the word of God. I'm glad the preacher didn't apologize for it. I'm glad he didn't uh, cast doubt upon it. I'm glad he was sure and settled that he had a perfect Bible. And I'm glad he preached it with boldness and conviction and compassion and zeal. And I'm glad that the Holy Spirit of God convicted me. And uh, not long after that, I got born again. Thank God for this incorruptible seed that is the word of god i hope you're having a great day today god's been good to us today the weather's nice out here in santa clara california today the sun is out it's a perfect 70 or so degrees and uh, we've been planting some shrubs around the church and getting uh, the property just looking good and it's good to see the uh, buds on the uh, bushes and the flowers sprouting and uh I was going to say the bees buzzing around. I don't know. That, that's good until they get they sting you. But anyway, it's good to see uh, just the signs of life, and I like that. You know, every day when the sun rises, it's a testimony that our S-O-N, the Son of God, rose from the dead. Every time you see that uh, flowers sprout in the spring that uh, seem to be dead in the winter, well, that's a reminder of resurrection. Every time, every time you see uh, the leaves come back out, it's just God telling you, hey, there's going to be a resurrection. And one of these days, we're going to get out of this this place and all those who've died in the Lord they're going to come up out of the ground and they're going to sprout they're going to bloom those who have been planted in those graveyards we call them those are just the gardens of resurrection and one of these days those bodies will come forth and thank God we'll be reunited at the rapture and I believe Jesus is coming any day now don't you I think he could come. He could come any moment. I don't think any sign has to be fulfilled. I don't think any scripture has to be fulfilled. I'm not waiting on anything else in the Word of God to have to take place. Everything's been done, as they said would be done. And all we're listening for now is a trumpet to sound, and then we're gone. We're out of here. And uh, you'll just have to call us gone. Say amen right there. We've been studying in the book of Hebrews. And I mentioned this last broadcast, but I sure do love this book of Hebrews. Now, I understand that for some, especially if you're a young Christian, there's some confusing things in the book of Hebrews if you don't rightly divide your Bible. But all the Bible fits together in perfect harmony. It's a perfect book. If you find a contradiction, then it's you, not the Bible, and you've got to study deeper. You've got to figure that thing out and let the Holy Spirit of God illuminate the truth to you, and it'll all come together. And I remember B.R. Lakin talking to some young fellow who thought he was smart. You know, he just denied the Bible. So that Bible's full of, uh, of mistakes. He said, it's full of it. And B.R. Lakin said, are you sure? He said, yes, sir. He said, it's full of contradictions all the way through. And B.R. Lakin said, well, show me one. And the fellow said, well, there's a bunch of them. And B.R. Lakin said, well, I don't want a bunch of them. Just show me one. He said, you know, that fellow never could even find one. And I, I, I happen to agree with that. But we're in Hebrews chapter 10 today, and we're going to pick up our reading 
in verse number uh, 18. Last broadcast, we went through verse 17, but here's what it says. Now, where remission of these is, talking about forgiveness of sin through uh, the sacrifice of Jesus, there is no more offering for sin. So there it's plainly said that Jesus does not die every week in the Mass. Uh, Jesus does not have to be sacrificed afresh. Jesus died once, and when he died that one time, that one time was adequate. It was sufficient. It was more than enough to pay our sin debt in full. He doesn't die every Sunday. He doesn't die every week. He doesn't have to stay on that cross like they would show on their crucifixes. No, Jesus died once for all, and thank God he paid the sin debt in full with that one sacrifice of himself. And I like what it says. Here's the result of that. Because we're saved, because of Calvary, because of salvation, because Christ went to the cross and paid the sin debt in full, and we've gotten remission, and there's no more remembrance of sin like there was in the Old Testament with the Day of Atonement, 19 comes into play. And here's what verse number 19 says. Having therefore brethren boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus so now you and I have access to God because of our atonement. That's right. We have standing with God because of our salvation. We can get to where God is because the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ gets us inside the veil. His death upon Calvary, just like that physical temple veil is rent from top to bottom, so he opened that middle wall of partition, so he opened that way for you and I to get into the presence of God. One day, as a saved sinner, just a sinner saved by grace, I have the assurance that I'll be in the presence of God one day. But it won't be because of my denomination, and it won't be because of my disposition, and it won't necessarily uh, be because of my uh, my faithfulness in church and other things of that na nature. No, none of that has anything to do with it. It's all because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Because of that, I have access, not just access, but bold access. That means I have a right to be there. And I don't mean to sound arrogant, and I know and you know it's not me and it's not you, but I have a right because the blood has been applied. And because that blood has been applied to my life, I have that boldness. I have that uh, rapid uh, response, if you will. I have that ability to enter into the holiest because of the blood. Verse 20, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. So as the writer has already gone to great lengths to demonstrate in the preceding chapters that believers in Christ, we have boldness or liberty to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. The holiest, I've already mentioned, referred to here is the holy of holies, not in earth, but the holy of holies that's in heaven. Because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, we as believers now have access thereto. This is superior, better than anything the Old Testament could ever offer. It's far above. It's far beyond. It's far greater than the Old Testament. The Old Testament was not a new and living way, but that was an old and dying way. And now we have a new and living way. That new and living way which he hath consecrated for us is a reference to what Jesus did for us through his incarnation, his humiliation, and then his annihilation or his death upon the cross for our sin, followed by his resurrection and then ascension to heaven. Notice how this is all because Jesus came in the form of a man. Because the Bible said it's through his, what? Flesh. The veil that we refer to here is the rending of Jesus. His body was torn for us. His back was ribboned. His side was torn. And the actual veil in heaven as well is just opened for us. We get access to God because of the blood.
there's a play on words here in the end of the verse. It says, over the house of God in verse 21. It says, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, and having a high priest over, watch what it says, the house of God. Just like the Levitical priests were over the house of God at Jerusalem, Christ is over the house of God, which is probably a reference to the greater work of God, or we could say the body of Christ. Jesus is the head. You know the Bible verse that in all things he might have preeminence, that he might be the head of the body of the church, right? And so Jesus is preeminent. Why? He deserves it. He's the one who purchased the church. He's the one who paid for our pardon. He's the one who provided our way to salvation. So Jesus has provided a new and living way. What a dark cloud hovers over the Old Testament. Now, I'm, I'm glad that even in those days of law that there was grace that came through. There's always grace where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. But what a dark day it was. What a dark scene it must have been to offer those sacrifices routinely, repeatedly, rigorously, religiously every day knowing they could never take away sin. With those sacrifices, there was a remembrance made of sin every single year. The high priest every year would have to enter into the uh, holy place on the Day of Atonement. They would have to offer their sacrifices even day by day on different levels, and they would understand that their sin was still ever hovering over them. But Jesus came, and thank God for it, provided a new and living way. You and I don't live under that dark cloud of condemnation. We have the sunshine of salvation over us all day long. We don't have to worry about the weight of our sin. That burden was borne away at Calvary. We don't have to worry about keeping ourselves right. Thank God we were made righteous in Christ whenever we received him as our Savior. And now we don't have an old dying way, but a new and living way. We have a better Savior, a better sacrifice, a better high priest. And Jesus ministers on our behalf at the right hand of the Father. He's there ministering in the Holy of Holies of Heaven. His blood is there upon the mercy seat, ever making an atonement for us. And that, that's enough to make you shout, isn't it? Isn't it good to be saved? You know, I talk to people sometimes worried about keeping themselves saved. You don't have to keep yourself saved. Jesus is good at that. He didn't just save you. He keeps you that way. And you ought to just rest in Jesus, re rejoice in Jesus, and thank God for him. Well, that's our time for today. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.